Welcome to Season 2, Episode 4 of Tech Talk Thursdays. My guest today is Joel Scutchfield. He's Director of Sales for Co Young Americas. Co Young, of course, have been at the forefront of AOI technology and were the innovators of SBI back in the early days of SMT inspection. Next week, they're going to be launching a whole range of new products at SMT AI Virtual Show. Here to talk about it is Joel Scutchfield. So my guest today is Joel Scutchfield. He's a director of sales for Co Young in the Americas. Uh, welcome, Joel. Nice to see you. Thank you, Trevor. Thank you for the opportunity to be here. Always good to see and talk with you. Uh, again, would rather be at in Rosemont uh, doing this as we normally do, but uh, here we are. Uh, it's a new day, and we'll uh, we'll adjust. We'll make it work. Well, that's all. That's- we're all having to do so, uh, uh, but it, this yeah. is the first time that, uh, of course, SMTAI is is being held as a virtual event. Um, traditionally, you bring something new to trade shows. This is where you show your new products. What have you got that's new this week? Sure, we want to stay with that theme and that concept, regardless of the uh, circumstances. And uh, with the uh, the virtual setup that SMTAI has organized, uh, we've been able to. Uh, configure our our virtual booth to highlight basically five different sectors, uh, product sectors for us. Uh, The first being the uh, KPO uh, 2.0 tool, which is the next generation of our Koyang print process optimizer. And that uh, includes a lot of advancements uh, from the initial release, uh, feedback from customers, uh, things that we have identified that that could be improved, made better, as well as the third piece of that uh, that that tool, if you recall, we have the uh, uh, the analyzer module, uh, advisor module that we utilize on the front end to do the automated DOE and and get our recommended settings for speed, pressure, and release. The diagnostic module, uh, which then now monitors that that information and, and those settings for anomalies, uh, and then now the final piece, the the optimizer, which allows the customer to utilize the tool to take full control of that printer for those those uh, adjusted variables of speed, pressure, and release. So it's it's a, a truly a hands-off concept at that point. So uh, that's one, uh, and that's and that's a big one for us. Um, we're also highlighting the the Neptune T, which is our tabletop version of uh, dispensed. Uh, process inspection, dispensed fluid inspection. And that can cover everything from conformal coating to underfill. Uh, We can even measure uh, LED lenses for diameter and height. Um, It's basically uh, using laser interferometry for fluid tomography, and and that's kind of a mouthful. Uh, I can go into a little bit more detail on that if you'd like um, after we walk through the the various products that we're highlighting, but uh, it's basically 3D measurement uh, for thickness of dispensed materials, wet or dry, uh, non-destructive, and, uh, you know, again, transparent, translucent. Uh, we, we have very high hopes for this, uh, especially as it, as it transitions very shortly to our inline version of this system. So what we're highlighting in the show is the tabletop version, and uh, certainly that's something that uh, we're marketing to uh, failure analysis labs, uh, uh, 
basically any any customer that would have a, a audit need, if you will, it's, it's not in line at this point, um, material suppliers, uh, anyone that would need true measurement of these types of materials. Okay, so, so let's go through each of these items uh, uh, separately, uh, starting off with the KYP3 system, uh, which you're using uh, for your... The yeah, and I, did, I didn't mention that, but that, that is the third of the five, um, so I, I can talk a little bit about that if you like, or, or you, okay. can, you can ask. It's basically uh, uh, our PIN slash terminal uh, inspection system. Uh, this system's been out for, for several years now and in use uh, with, uh, with very good results. Uh, it's, it's somewhat niche from the standpoint, it's, it's really focused on uh, customers that are building boards with a very high content of pins and terminals and need that full 3D uh, measurement up to 25 millimeters in, in height. And, and that would be people like Smart Junction Box or Junction Box manufacturers, backplane manufacturers. The, uh, the added capability that we're highlighting uh, at the show is the additional uh, ability to inspect not only the terminals and pins, but also the SMDs at the board surface in a single pass. So mm -hmm. for those folks, like the smart junction box manufacturers, this is, this is really ideal, right? They don't have to have two separate machines for surface mount and pin inspection. We can do it all in one. Uh, and then the, the, the fourth uh, highlighted tool would be our KSmart 2.0 tool suite. And Trevor, we talked a lot about our Co Young Smart Factory tools over the over the past few years. And again, much like KPO 2.0, KSmart 2.0 is uh, something that uh, was born of, of feedback from uh, the customers and inputs for how to improve. In addition to an initiative that we've had for some time to really uh, integrate the various tools, SPC, real-time monitoring, remote monitoring, link, et cetera, into a comprehensive, almost line control type package where we have interactive communication capability between uh, those various tools and add in the element of being able to calculate things like uh, OEE, uh, right? operational effectiveness, right, overall equipment effectivity, and, and provide uh, customers with customized reports and real-time notifications for out-of-control situations. Right. And then, of course, the last piece is our standard go-to with regards to our AOI and, and SPI tools, right, our 8030, uh, Zenith Alpha, Zenith 2, all of, the, all of the rest of the catalog, if you will. So, so those are the five selections, if you will, that we'll, we'll have in the booth when you enter. Right. So, so let's talk through the first of these. You, you talked about the, 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 the paste uh, verification system at the printer, uh, basically, uh, using the, 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 the SPI. How does that technology work? Does it, does it actually inspect the board, the volumes of the paste, then put together uh, some sort of file that, that um, uh, characterizes the amount of missing paste or insufficiency uh, and pass that information on to the, the printer. Exactly. And, and the original uh, closed-loop feedback tool that, uh, uh, that I think uh, many of us in this SPI world have available now with, with all of the usual suspects on the printer side uh, makes adjustments or gives recommendations for adjustments for things like X-shift, Y-shift, theta, maybe clean cycle. 
So, and again, that's been around for a while. Uh, what we've done with the, the KPO tools is, again, really take that to the next level. So, as I mentioned, um, we're, we're providing the customer with the opportunity to do a automated uh, DOE with a sample run of approximately 13 pasted boards, which we basically feed that data to our AI engine and use the machine learning to come back with recommendations for speed, pressure, and release. And we've actually uh, tested this against some uh, some pretty good uh, experienced process engineers and uh, guys that have been in this in this business for a long time and, and what it would take even someone like that, uh, you know, anywhere from 16 to, to 20 hours to complete, we're able to do in, in, in two to three hours. So it's, it's really a significant improvement. And then we, we continue on with the machine learning and, and the applications of the AI, which, as you know, we've, we've made a significant investment in, Trevor, with our, with our, our Cura team in San Diego um, for the, the diagnostics piece where we're giving much more uh, feedback and, and information than just X-shift, Y-shift. We're looking for trends, uh, volume-related, uh, and so forth, and then allowing the optimizer piece to uh, to read that information and, again, using the, the AI to make those uh, adjustments automatically for speed pressure and release when needed. So that's, that's certainly uh, one of the, uh, the largest applications of AI for us so far, uh, as well as the auto program tool and, and mountain back. When you refer to AI, are you talking about um, going to a machine-learned database of, of, of results? That it pulls from, or are you talking about the, the machine actually making an, uh, an independent decision? Well, it depends on the application, right? So I think there's uh, there's there's a mix of all of the above going on, right? And in this case, it may be a little bit different than how we're applying it to our our auto programming tool for AOI, let's say, where in that case we have a uh, an existing at this point, 450 package library that we can now match uh, to the uh, to the customer's board in that programming process, uh, as well as with the next generation tool, actually go back to their existing library and and learn their existing library, and then apply that now to to that same. Um, programming routine, and then when that information gets saved back again to their existing library, their existing library has grown exponentially, right? The next time through, we do the same thing, and it, so it's a little bit different in, in, in each case. Um, the, 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 the piece that we're, we're working on uh, right now and, and very close to releasing is the mounter feedback piece, where from a pre-reflow environment, we can... Uh, judge and, and, and give feedback on uh, anomalies that may be created by feeder, spindle, nozzle-related issues. And uh, the, the first go, and again, you, uh, with the application of AI uh, in time, uh, self-correct, make adjustments uh, for those anomalies, skip that feeder, skip that, skip that nozzle, et cetera, um, as we go forward. And, you know, as we've talked about Tre Trevor uh, many times, you know, with the whole CFX initiative, with the Smart Factory initiative, um, in our world, it, it goes beyond just passing information. We have to be able to do something with that information, right? We have to be able to self-correct, 
self-adjust, self-heal. And we'll get there. You know, we'll certainly get there with CFX. Um, but we're doing some things along the way to be able to allow for some of that outside of that framework and, you know, with the intent that it will all come together at some point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, of course, when you're... Try first. Don't just say, I can't. Try and find a way to do it. We will exceed your expectations. Nice to meet you. We are Omron. Talking about um, doing self-correct on, on the pick and place system, you're, you're relying on somebody buying a 2D AOI system to put behind the, the pick and place so that you can get, uh, gather that information to send back to the uh, to autocorrect to the pick and place. And that's typically one of the areas that people don't like to buy an um, inspection system. You <laughs> do it post reflow uh, and, and uh, they'll have an SPI system to, to, to autocorrect at the printer. Right. It's sometimes a tough sale getting that, that um, 2D AOI behind the, the pick and place. But a very necessary step if you're going to, uh, you know, pr provide the, the closed loop inspection that you're, you're talking about. Uh, yeah, it's it's really a key piece if you want to really achieve the the, the smart factory initiative that that everyone's uh, driving toward at this point, right? Uh, as well as other benefits uh, to go along with that. Trevor, we have customers that uh, actually only do SPI and pre-reflow. And their assumption is, is that if they have those uh, two processes in place, the, the, the print process, of course, and, uh, and the placement slash reflow uh, uh, re uh, placement process, you know, the reflow oven is, is easy enough to control and, and they're good to go coming out of the oven. Um, not a lot, but, but there are those out there. Uh, but we are seeing more and more now, now uh, looking very hard at the what we call the, the three-point inspection uh, landscape, SPI, pre-reflow, post-reflow. And then, of course, all of the tools we're creating uh, allow for interaction and, and connectivity and, and those systems to talk to each other and, and do all of the things that we're talking about. So um, yeah, that, we, we see that as a huge opportunity, pre-reflow. Pre There's a lot to be gained. There really is. Well, there is because, I mean, the minute you put it through the reflow oven and bake it, then uh, you're into money to, to try and fix the problem if you have one. Uh, so, so the more that you Absolutely. can match up the line, the, the, the less money it's going to cost you. Um, anyway, I want to move on now to, to, to some of the other technologies we're you're talking about. I mean, for example, inspecting dispensed materials is um, uh, an important area covered by your Neptune T. Um, how does your lift technology work? So it's a bit of a departure from our traditional moray interferometry concept, Trevor, that we've been using for years with our SPI and, and AOI systems. Uh, uh, LIFT stands for Laser Interferometry for Fluid Tomography. Now, that, that's a mouthful, uh, but basically what we're doing is we're using uh, low coherence interferometry um, which is basically near IR light, N-E-A-R, IR light, um, and feeding that through a, a, a mirror structure in our, in our probe, uh, which creates the angle of incidence to the board surface and then 
feed that information back to uh, the the sensor uh, to get basically the multiple layers of fluidic structure that we use now to uh, to do our 3D reconstruction uh, to come up with that that thickness height analysis. So again, it's it's still in that family with the interferometry concept, but uh, it's a slight departure. Um, this particular tool, again, is a is a tabletop system. So as I as I mentioned earlier, you know, you select the area, uh, you apply the the algorithm for detection, uh, you reconstruct, and roughly 12 seconds for every four by four millimeter field of view is is okay. what you can expect from uh, from a viewer standpoint. Um, now again, all of that is being transferred to our inline version. And uh, that will be out before the end of the year. And the initial uh, application will be for conformal coding inspection. That's where we see the most interest at this point and, uh, you know, already have uh, uh, multiple folks ready to, uh, to jump in and take a hard look. So uh, we see that as also a, a very sizable market uh, to be penetrated as we, as we go forward. Uh, so very excited about that. And... Uh, have uh, There's very high hopes in what that can coding inspection systems coming on the market, but you know, it's, it's it, the critical part about it is to get the thickness testing correct, uh, uh, that, that. and to do it to do it fast, Trevor. That's that's the other side, right? So well, yeah, and and in actual fact, looking at the the, the FOV on 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 this system, etc., there's going to be there's a lot. It sounds to me. Um, as a layman, it sounds like there's going to be a lot of data coming off of there. So I think the processing time of the data is going to be important too. It is, and uh, but that's something we're very used to, right? Being 3D, V3D inventors, uh, I, I think I can safely say that in the inspection system world, um, you know, we've had to deal with that from the beginning, the, the just immense amount of, of data. But that's the benefit of, of the Co-Young technology, having that additional measurement-based parametric objective data uh, as opposed to, you know, the, the 2D analysis of, 255 shades of black, white, and gray uh, is really what we feel set, sets us apart. So uh, we see the same advantage going forward with the conformal coding system. The the idea is that we can do this, and we're going to be able to do it much faster than 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 anybody out there because of uh, you know what we've already learned with with our other technologies and being able to apply that here. Okay. Does the Neptune T have any issues with reflective um, devices or areas? So. So uh, we, we did uh, see some issues uh, early on, uh, but we've been able to overcome that. So uh, obviously with uh, working with light, uh, working with reflective surfaces, angles are, are very uh, critical, right? Uh, same rules apply to doing a pin and terminal inspection, very shiny, very reflective. So, you know, we've had to make some adjustments on the, on the, uh, uh, the penetration angles with the uh, with the, the light source that we're using to generate those those 3D images. So we've been able to overcome that in in that fashion, right? We're able to uh, change the angle of incidence, and in doing so, uh, eliminate the uh, the reflectivity issues. Right. Right. Okay. And so let's move on now to the the KYP3 that we we touched on earlier. Um, it's a mixed technology it does uh, it measures uh, obviously the, the the pins uh, as well as the devices on the board um, again is that is that working uh, does that building up a library doing uh, uh, of, of 
different types of uh, pin geometries and that type of thing. Uh, is that how it's working? It is exactly, Trevor. So much like our, our AOI tools, we are we are building our library as we go. Now the the caveat there is uh, with the auto programming tool that we've created. Uh, it's it's very surface mount component centric at this point. So in the case of a a hybrid board, as as we're discussing here, say a, a smart junction box, uh, we're going to apply the auto programming engine to the to the surface mount components first and foremost. The the pins and terminals will be learned and and taught uh, as we go. Eventually, those packages will also be built into the auto programming engine, such that down the road uh, we have we have pre-assigned package information for various terminal types, just like we would for for a various you know uh, 0402 component, right? So uh, so it's an evolutionary thing. Initially, uh, we're using the KAP tool for the surface mount components. We're, we're teaching the, uh, the pins and terminals as we go. And of course, once they're taught and in the library, nothing more needs to be done. They're, they're there forever. And there's only so many packages on the, on the terminal and pin side. It's not like the surface mount side. So that builds very quickly. Right, right. And I think we'll be able to incorporate that very quickly into the KAP tool as well for that reason. Right, right. Yeah, and and I think yeah. once and, and I think once it's there, as you say, it's there. But the, I mean, the speed of programming is another thing. I mean, is that something that you your your programming speed is fairly your automatic programming speed is fairly fast? Yeah, we uh, we've been able to do some pretty cool things with the uh, with the auto programming tool that we've created, and again, that's all through the efforts of uh, R and D in in Korea and. Uh, our Kira uh, Co-Young America Research Group in San Diego, which is 100% focused on the application of, of AI. So the two working together to, uh, uh, to create this tool that has basically, in many uh, verified cases, been able to reduce programming time up to 70% uh, of, of what it previously was. And we see that only improving and, and uh, increasing as we go forward and, and we continue to build that library, apply more of the, the machine learning concepts using the customer's library. So uh, yeah, that's been a that's been a it's been a bit of a game changer, absolutely. Well Joel, you know, it sounds like you've got a lot of new uh, products, uh, exciting products actually you're bringing onto the market, all playing into this um, sort of smart factory space. Um, your your case smart, uh, of course, is, is at the centre of that. That's the process control system. Um, and uh, does, does that work? Uh, for example, if you went to a factory where you've got um, mixed machines, they maybe already have an installed AOI system, which might not be a co young one. Uh, does does that all integrate? Uh, can, can you make these things work together? So, yeah, so there, there's two pieces to that, right? There's the there's the CFX piece. And, and we are actively and heavily involved in that and uh, will be involved in, in uh, the evolution of uh, being able to apply and comply with additional events, uh, which I think are going to be very centered around using information as opposed to just uh, looking at results data, right? And eventually, as I, as I said earlier, the end game is is that everybody can play with everybody, right? So at the moment, um, you know, we are working with uh, many different players on the screen printer side with our 
KSmart KPO print process optimizer. Likewise, you know all the usual suspects on the on the mounter on the pick and place side uh, for the the mount feedback piece that, that I that I spoke uh, to earlier. Um, so we are able to play with uh, others uh, within the within the line um, with regards to competitors at this point. Uh, that's still that's still on the fringe, right? I think that's that's going to be the CFX piece. Um, everybody's still kind of holding on to their their secret sauce a little bit uh, mm-hmm. with regards to that. But uh, you know, through the use of uh, tools like Aegis and, and Mentor Graphics Valor and iTech, um, you know, we certainly can move information to a location where then someone can take those results and do something with it. Um, so that's that's another opportunity, and and those are things that we're we're looking at as well. So um, it's not necessarily direct communication, but it's providing everything that uh, that that particular supplier might need to do what they need to do or what the customer needs them to do using our data. Um, and so you know we're we're playing nice, uh, but uh, but it's an evolutionary process. Uh, but the good news is I you know. We talk about this every year, and every year there's there's much more uh, connectivity. Um, I think a higher level of, of cooperativeness. I think the CFX initiative has done a lot to, to drive that, and uh, and that's that's only good good stuff, right? So you know we just keep doing it. Yeah, yeah. So last question, uh, Joel, uh, before I let you go. Uh, I mean, we're unfortunately all living in a COVID nineteen world. Um, are you seeing evidence among the, your EMS customers uh, of them introducing greater automation into the factories uh, to be able to help with safety in the factory, to improve social distancing and, and all these different things that we need now? Um, are you seeing any evidence of that? Well, I, I think there's no doubt, Trevor, yeah. that this, this condition that we're living in uh, has created a, a heightened awareness um, to from everything going contactless to uh, just the, as you alluded to, uh, you know, the minimization of group gatherings, right? Whether it be uh, at a party, at a wedding, uh, or on a production floor, right? So uh, there's there's definitely, uh, I think, a rethinking that's going on, uh, and and that just plays into this. I think it's going to continue to drive and and push the need for more connectivity, but also, you know, more intuitive tools, right? It, it, there's going to be less people on the factory floor. And and that applies to our industry and others as we start to reshore. You know, automation is going to be the key. And, and using the data, Industry 4.0, uh, it's all going to be the key to, uh, you know, being achieved what, to, to being able to achieve what, what we, what we know can be achieved. And uh, uh, again, as, as you noted, it's, it's it's playing a part. Yeah, it's certainly playing a part, and uh, and I don't. Again, that's one of those things that's not going to go away when all this is over, right? So uh, we have to be ready, and yeah, we have to continue on that path. Right, right. But I mean, it's it's bringing in a lot of change, and and some companies are uh, trying to um, tighten up their supply chain. Some are relocating uh, uh, to to mitigate risk. Uh, uh, and I'm just wondering when they're going through that level of change, 
uh, are they using that opportunity to introduce more automation into into what they do? Uh, right, and and we have seen we have seen an increase in interest in the in the KSmart tools in particular. Um, a funny side note: I, I've had conversations with multiple uh, business owners, whether it be uh, restauranteurs or uh, uh, or our customers in in this industry, uh, EMS companies, for example. And uh, and I ask, you know, did you get everybody back when you reopened? Because as we know, a lot of people just went off and did other things, or or. For, for various reasons, you know, we're not available. The answer in almost every case was, we got back who we wanted back, and we got back who we needed back. So, you know, that reading between the lines, you know, they uh, realize that they can, they can do what they need to do uh, with a well-trained staff, um, mm -hmm. applying more automation, uh, more of the, the technology that's being provided, and and have the same or better results as what they were seeing before. So, interesting, right. really interesting world we live in. Joel, it's been great catching up with you. Uh, I wish you every success for the remainder of SMTAI and beyond. And uh, hopefully, we're going to meet each other again in 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 the flesh uh, at some point in the not too distant future. Well, thank you, Trevor. Likewise, yes, I'm much looking forward to that. We're all. We're all ready to get back out there. There's no doubt about that. But uh, until then, we'll, we'll make this work. And, uh, and again, always great talking with you. Really appreciate the opportunity and uh, look forward to when we can do it again.